Misfits Audio welcomes you to Strange Stories, an audio anthology series of odd and unusual tales that can take place anywhere and anywhere. Sit back, open your ears, be comfortable, and let your imagination take flight. Remember, it's only as real as your mind makes it. episode of Strange Stories, Trio, we present three tales for your enjoyment. In our first story, a guilty conscience brings a man to a remote diner in a blinding snowstorm. Join us for Soup's On. To Dan's diner, mister. Thanks. Oh, what a night. Yeah, you look like you're getting ready to close, what with all the chairs up on the tables. Not for another 30 minutes. With the storm, it's been dead here. We're just getting the cleaning done early. My name's Shirley. Could I ask you to sit at the counter, please? Yeah, sure, sure thing. Can I get you something? Uh, no thanks. I'm here to meet someone. Here? Yeah, I'm a little early. Old friend? I don't know what you'd call her. So it's a woman? Yeah. You sure I can't get you something? It's a cold night out there. Come to think of it, that might be a good idea. What do you suggest? We're known for a chicken gumbo. That sounds good. Oh, it is. Sylvia, one bowl of gumbo. That'll be just a minute. Yeah, no rush. Here's some water. Thank you. So you're meeting a lady here tonight. Uh-huh. Uh, are you always so chatty? That's a bad habit of mine. There's not much to do here. You're the only customer we had all night, and Sylvia back there in the kitchen isn't much of a talker. I didn't mean to upset you. Oh, you, you didn't. Not really. Yes, I'm meeting a lady here. She called me up out of the blue and said she really needed to talk with me. I don't know how she even got my phone number. She specified that she wanted to talk here. About what? I have no idea. I haven't even thought about her in years. Oh, the gumbo's ready. Thanks, Sylvia. Here you are. 
Smells good. You'll enjoy it. It really warms you up on a cold night. Oh, very tasty. It's our own special recipe. A lot of the diners around here have tried to outdo our gumbo, but none uh, has. That would be tough to do. So, tell me about this lady you're going to meet here tonight. An old girlfriend? I wouldn't go that far. One-nighter. No more than that. I'm afraid I didn't treat her very well back in the day. What was her name? Lucille. I've always loved that name. Yeah, me... Something wrong? I... I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm feeling kind of... funny all of a sudden. Butterflies in the stomach. No, it's... it's more than that. Don't you worry about it, Edgar. But I... How, how did you know my name? Lucky guess. My... my legs feel weird. They must have fallen asleep. That happens sometimes on these old counter stools. Get up and stretch them. Good idea. <laughs> what are you doing down there on the floor, Edgar? There's... there's something wrong with my legs. They... they won't work. I can't feel them. The drugs are starting to work. Drugs? In the gumbo. It's our own creation. First, it paralyzes the limbs so you can't get away. <laughs> Wait till you hear what it does next. But why? I only came here to... to meet Lucille. I am Lucille. You? Yep. A few years gone by and a little red hair dye you never even noticed. It shows how important I was to you back then. Lucille, I... my throat... Part two is coming on. Your throat will close up like an interstate under construction. It won't be long now. I didn't hurt you so bad. You'll never know how bad what you did was. I had to change my name, start a new life. Getting over it took years on a shrink's couch. I came here to... Make it up to you. <laughs> Too late, Gumbo Boy. <laughs> Works every time. Now we're eating. Sylvia, get the big pots out. It's time to make some more of our special gumbo. Your old boyfriend will be here tomorrow night, and he needs to be taught a hard lesson as well. It's a good thing they all taste like chicken. In our next story, The Big Night, two adolescent boys wait outside for something big to happen. There'll be lights in the sky. You think so? Sure, this is a big thing. It must be. It's listed on calendars. What does that mean? Only important stuff gets listed on calendars, like presidents' birthdays, Christmas, and things. This wouldn't be mentioned on calendars if it wasn't important. Eh, I guess you're right. Of course I am. Did your parents see you leave the house? 
No, they were sound asleep. Yours? Nah, I'm too smart for that. I grabbed the flashlights and snuck out here into the backyard. Your mom and dad's bedroom window is right up there. They won't wake up and catch us, will they? Not a chance. My dad snorts like a buzzsaw, and my mom can sleep through anything. Why do you think nobody else is outside to see this happen? It's going to be cool. I don't know. Maybe they couldn't stay awake. It is kind of late. Good point. Hey, it's almost time! Oh boy, this is going to be better than the movies! I'll say... Three, two, one, zero! Are you sure your watch is right? Of course it is. I called up the correct time number on the telephone. It's right. What does yours say? Uh, About 20 seconds past two. Then why is there... nothing? Darned if I know. Everyone said this is when it would happen. Did they mean Eastern time? Of course they did. It's almost a minute past. Nothing. Can people just do this? Change the clocks, you mean? Yeah. No, that's big league stuff. Stuff for God. You can't just change the time and have everyone agree with you. But nothing's happening. Maybe you can. That would explain why no one else is outside to see it. Everything's supposed to straighten out at 2 a.m. I heard my mom say that. How can nothing happen? What a bummer. I was expecting all kinds of cool stuff. Me too. Well, we'd better get home. I guess so. I'm going to be pretty tired in church tomorrow. I hope Monsignor Stevens isn't doing the mass. He goes on forever. It's going to be tough enough to stay awake without him going on and on and on. I guess you can just change the clocks, Billy. Who knew? It must be a grown-up thing. Probably. My mom changed all the clocks in the house. Boy, we have a lot of them. You know, Clark, I heard my dad say that this time change thing happens twice a year. Really? Yeah, in about six months. It will happen again, in reverse. Maybe that's when the cool stuff will come. Maybe. Do you want to try this again next time? You bet I do. Our final story is a cautionary tale. Be very careful who you hire, in some places even more than others. We present Hotline. Suicide Hotline, may I help you? Tell me what's wrong. My boyfriend's been cheating on me with someone at his office. I just found out. That's rough. I gave him the best years of my life. And he treats me like this. I, I just want to kill myself. Then that's what you should do. What? 
I agree with you. You should kill yourself. I... I don't... I thought... I thought this was the suicide hotline. It is, but when you're right, you're right. I'm not... Are you chickening out on me? No, but... A little tip. If you fill your tub with warm water, get in and slice your wrists. It's a very peaceful way to go. Almost like falling asleep. Is it? Trust me. Hello, Suicide Hotline. Oh, good. The guy. Yes, sir. How can I help you? I learned today that my wife has a boyfriend on the side. She's been seeing him for years. You don't say. She's been playing me for a fool. I, I just want this whole mess to end. I should kill myself. Don't do that. No? Certainly not. Remember that old saying, don't get mad, get even. Sure. Do you own a gun? No. No, I don't. Can you get your hands on one? I... I, I think so. Uh, what do you have in mind? Kill them both. Me? Sure. You said yourself that your wife's been playing you for a fool. Are you going to let her and her boy toy get away with this? Man up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. If you're careful, no one will ever suspect you. I can pull this off. They should die for what they've done to me. Does your wife have life insurance? Good point. I'd be in like Flynn. Thanks for the advice. My pleasure. Good night and good luck. So, how's your first night going, Lou? Pretty well, Mr. Linville. You steering these poor souls in the right direction? I certainly am. I can't thank you enough for starting so quickly. You know, when Jimmy died in that skiing accident, I thought our callers would be up a creek without a paddle during his graveyard shift. This isn't an easy slot to fill. I'm fine with it. I'm a night person. I'm glad. I got some paperwork to do in my office. Keep up the good work. Will do. Suicide hotline. My, um, my mother just died, and uh, I don't know if I can go on. I loved her so much. Are you thinking of killing yourself? Yes. You have a very soothing voice. Thank you. What's your name? Louis. But everyone calls me Lou. Uh, that's, um, that's a, a lovely accent you have, but um, I can't place it. What's your last name? Cipher. Uh, Lou? Cipher? That's right. I'm from Down Under. I've heard that name before. Somewhere. That's not important now. Let's get back to your suicide. In Soup's On, you heard Natalie Stanfield Thomas as Shirley and Glenn Haskell as Edgar. In The Big Night, you heard Katie Daynard as Clark and Ryan Haskell as Billy. In Hotline, you heard Scott Fortney as Lou, Deborah Adams as the female caller, Russell Gold as the male caller, James Lorenz as Mr. Linville, and Natalie Stanfield Thomas as the second female caller. All three stories in Trio were written and produced by Mike Murphy. 
Music for the series was composed and performed by William Kropchinsky. Please visit his website at pureshift.com. Script editor Arlene Osborne, webmaster April Sadowski, and art director Alexa Chipman. Thanks to Captain John Tattersack of Misfits Audio for airing this show. Mike Murphy gratefully acknowledges the continued help of Arlene Osborne. This production is for enjoyment purposes only. I'm your narrator, Steve Anderson. This is an original production by Misfits Audio, copyright 2012. All rights reserved.